0: And so, it is December. Whether or not you decided to wait until the first of the month to dive into the holiday rituals, or if you've been at it since the day after Halloween, each to their own, I say. But in slow living through the seasons, we can learn to observe what we love about it and what nurtures and delights us, and separate that from the artificially imposed hustle that's designed to blur the line between wants and needs and to drain us of our time, energy, and money. We generally speak of the holiday season as that stretch of weeks leading into winter, from Thanksgiving through New Year's, and all that's in between, including Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. All of these refer to specific religious and cultural traditions, which means we aren't all celebrating the same thing. Then there's Yuletide, which we commonly use as a synonym for the Christmas season. But it comes from a Norse word that actually predates Christmas and refers to the time around the winter solstice. Since all of us experience the solstices and equinoxes, despite our cultural history, I think of Yuletide as being inclusive of all beings on the planet, regardless of religion or tradition. Last month, I talked a little about the idea of our ancient bodies, meaning that as Homo sapiens, we're biologically pretty much the same as when we appeared a couple of hundred thousand years ago. But if our bodies, our operating systems, so to speak, have remained relatively unchanged, life for humans on this planet has changed profoundly, particularly in very recent history, recent relative to hundreds of thousands of years anyway. From just a few centuries ago, when humans lived close to the land in small community groups or tribes, farming, hunting, and fishing, living into nature's rhythms because there was simply no other way, we've come to the present time having experienced seismic shifts in the way we live. Since the Industrial Revolution just a couple of hundred years ago, humans have experienced head-spinning advancements in transportation, communication, and quality of daily life, and in the last century, just think of it, personal computers, the plastic revolution, email, cell phones, texting, meaning instant contact with anyone across the globe at any time, our ability to travel, to cross the country or the ocean in a matter of hours, in a machine that flies miles in the air, carrying hundreds and hundreds of people, So yeah, I could go on, but you get it. Anyway, back to the idea of how maybe when we stop to think about all of this, we can appreciate how we're linked to our ancestors who were in this season, feeling cold and hungry in the darkness, anxious about food for the winter, and gazing at the sky in eager anticipation of that moment when the sun would begin its return. In ancient times, That was their moment of hope for survival. That was their reassurance. That was the celebration. Whatever we're celebrating in December, whether it's the birth of the Christ child or the miracle of light in the darkness, cultural heritage or family tradition, the urge to gather together in feasting and celebration, seeking warmth and light is something that connects us to the common human experience of being vulnerable to nature. Perhaps we don't regard the winter solstice with the same reverence as humans once did. We don't fear for our survival until the light returns. Yet, how we love our twinkly lights, our candles glowing in the darkness, our fireside gatherings— I think it's a vestige of the comfort those earlier humans felt at this time of year in the warmth and light of community, fire, and food. And perhaps it's why, all these millennia later, it's the time for celebrating so many different traditions. I don't know this. It's just an idea, but it makes sense to me. So, maybe the impulse for gathering and celebrating in the darkest and coldest time of the year is something more primal than cultural. Perhaps the simplicity of this is something that can guide us in slow living through this season. Seeking warmth and good cheer in meaningful interactions with others, enjoying good food and celebrating hope. What more do we need? Well, there's a big holiday machine out there that's telling us there are lots of things we need to have, buy, give, experience, In order to do it right, whatever that is, just remember that very few of those things actually have anything to do with the real experience of this season. Ask yourself, what is your delight? Whatever part of the cultural celebration you enjoy, embrace it. But if you're struggling with all of that noise, just bring yourself back to the idea of humans seeking light and warmth at the darkest and coldest time of the year and celebrating the joy of the light returning. The winter months were also a time of rest for our agrarian ancestors. There would be no plowing during this season of long nights and frozen ground. I read somewhere that one of the origins of the wreath being hung on the door was that it symbolized the wagon wheel that was removed during the winter months, signifying that for a time there was no labor in the fields. Taking time to rest this month certainly seems countercultural. How many times do we hear that December is crazy and everybody is busier than ever? There's barely enough time to get ready for the holidays, etc. But as always, in slow living through the seasons, nature shows us the way. Those long hours of darkness are calling us to slow down, to sleep, to settle our brains for a long winter's nap. You might recognize that line from the poem by Clement C. Moore, A Visit from St. Nicholas. So moving on to our moon calendar for the month, we're now in the waning moon with the new moon on the 12th. December isn't going to be a planting time for most of us, but if you still haven't planted your garlic and your ground isn't frozen solid, we've got fruitful signs tomorrow through Sunday, so go ahead and pop it in. Many of you seasoned gardeners out there might be shaking your heads over this, but I've done it here in Zone 7 with good results, I promise. This year, the winter solstice occurs Thursday, December 21st at 10.27 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, at which point the days start getting incrementally longer again. It always amazes me, in both the literal and the metaphorical sense, that in a single instant, the very darkest of times, can shift in the direction of light and hope. It might be imperceptible at first, but to those observing this phenomenon, as our ancient ancestors certainly were, it is certain. I think that we must feel this somewhere deep in our ancient bodies, even though the noise and lights of our modern existence obscure this miracle, almost to the point of being ignored. If it's not too cold out, I love to celebrate this seasonal shift with a small gathering of whoever is game around a bonfire, enjoying some mulled wine or cider and maybe some popcorn. Like our ancestors, this is a wonderful time to gather with others. But honestly, if no one else is around, people tend to be quite busy with holiday obligations on December 21st. I don't mind a solo celebration either. Sitting quietly alone in the glow of a warm fire on the longest and possibly coldest night of the year has something of a purifying effect, especially knowing that even in the literally darkest of night, it's already the beginning of something new. The new moon is in Sagittarius on the 12th. The dark of the moon is always a good time for quiet and reflection, for planning and for dreaming. But I think the dark moon closest to the winter solstice must be especially so. But again, it's happening in the very midst of what our culture wants to tell us is the busiest time of all, when there is the most to do. So it might be interesting to think about what this means for you. When my kids were school age, this would have been the time of year-end recitals and concerts, dance performances like *The Nutcracker, class holiday parties, you name it. It's unlikely that I ever would have chosen this time for a personal retreat, and I'm guessing it would be the same for many people. But maybe planning a few minutes alone with a cup of tea at sunset or an early bedtime with a book might help smooth out these days and help you tune into the darkness as a way of balance. On a different note, remember how we learned last month that it's good to bake? the waxing moon. So if you've still got holiday baking to do, any time from the new moon through Christmas Day works well. But especially the 13th through the 15th in Capricorn, the 18th and 19th in Pisces, and the 22nd and 23rd in Taurus. The full moon in Cancer is on the 26th. This is the day the retail world wants to tell you it's all over. Pack it all up and go shopping for sales. But it's the last full moon of the year, and it comes in a very fertile sign. So I'm hoping to tap into that potent energy for some ideas I have for 2024. Maybe I'll get started on something, or maybe I'll just start making space for it in my mind, do some clearing out. I love the feel of that down week. I love the openness and freedom of it. It always feels like it has such potential. Also. Christmas is officially for 12 days beginning on the 25th, and Kwanzaa is December 26th to January 1st. So it could also be just delicious downtime. Speaking of delicious, there's obviously a lot going on in the seasonal kitchen at this festive time, and my guess is that you've all got more than enough on your plates, so to speak. So, what I want to offer you is a sweet and simple treat guaranteed to bring you seasonal comfort and delight. Any time of day or night. It's a quick recipe for peppermint hot chocolate. But not just any old, overly sweet version. This one has all the warm and snugly feels without all the sugar and artificial ingredients. The holidays don't have to be a time of overindulgence in things that aren't good for us. Just a few tweaks here can transform a once guilty pleasure into a nurturing, nutritious beverage that nourishes body and soul. As always, you'll find the recipe link in the show notes, and don't forget, if you're a Good Dirt supporter, meaning that you're signed up in our online community, the Almanac, at the Good Dirt member level, you'll get the downloadable Planting by the Signs calendar that you can print off every month for an at-a-glance moon guide. But that's not all, because right now we're running the Good Dirt pledge drive to rally our listeners behind what we're doing here at The Good Dirt. So if you pledge now to support the work we're doing here on this show, all of our efforts to educate, inform, and inspire you in your journey to a slower, more sustainable lifestyle, you will qualify for some extra bonuses and gifts as a thank you from us for your help in keeping the show going. We understand what we're asking of you. All of us live surrounded by a glut of information every day. It's too much, really. We can turn to any of a number of platforms and programs at any time for input on any topic. It's simply a matter of choice, and much of it is free. So why would we expect anyone to make a financial commitment to our one small podcast? I can't answer that question for you. I can only tell you what I know which is that these conversations matter and that we are so passionate about these topics that are so timely and relevant and, if I dare to say it myself, on the cutting edge. And by cutting edge, I mean that our goal is to take you, our listeners, beyond the hype, the greenwashing, the slogans, and the sound bites, to cut through the surface of conventional understanding of these issues and to the best of our ability Deliver to you the truth and the hope of these crucial times that we are experiencing. We're not here to tell you what to do or to think. That's not our business. But we are here to let you know what your choices are. Because so much of what we're dealing with in the world today boils down to choice, yours and mine, and all of our choices together determining where all of this is going. And so we offer you the choice of listening to this podcast for free. Of course, we want that to be an option. And we're also offering you the choice of helping us to sustain this work with a monthly pledge. Besides the hours that Emma and I put into each show, there are a number of people working behind the scenes with communication, scheduling, editing, publishing, publicity, and all of the things that result in what you see and hear from us every week and those talented people deserve to get paid for what they do. We want to walk our talk about sustainability in all things and making this production sustainable for everyone involved, including us. If we're lucky, we get to decide what we're willing to pay for beyond food, clothing, and shelter. Let me say that again. We are lucky if we have the choice to pay for things we value. Some of these choices we might think more about than others. Do I think much about my Netflix subscription? The apps I'm paying for that I don't really use? That cup of coffee I might grab while out running errands? Honestly, I do not. Admitting that makes me cringe a bit. The total of all those seemingly small choices over a month's time could be allocated to something that I value more than those things. Okay. That's me being transparent for what it's worth. So here's a challenge. Go to the settings on your phone and check your subscriptions like I just did. Ouch. If you see anything there that you've either forgotten about or you don't use or you don't care about anymore, consider reallocating that money to something you really do value. Whether or not that's a pledge to the good dirt isn't the point. If you're someone who enjoys this podcast, who recognizes its value, and you want to see it continue, we invite you to go to the link in the show notes and select the level of support that you feel is appropriate to you. I'll leave you to go check out all the goodies. But if you're interested in a chance to go deeper into the conversations that you're hearing on the podcast, and you'd enjoy some behind the scenes content, you'll love what we've got in store for you in the Good Dirt Supporters membership. Oh, and let me add this. We've got it set up so that you can give this pledge as a gift to anyone who you feel would enjoy a membership in the Good Dirt Supporters or the Almanac, our premium level community membership. We've got all kinds of great stuff going on in there, events, gatherings, discussion threads, discount perks, and all the benefits of sharing with others on the sustainable lifestyle journey. Again, it's all about choice. As we say in the opening lines of the Lady Farmer Guide, slow living is about paying attention to how we spend our time, money, and resources. But what about someone who is so overwhelmed by circumstances or responsibilities, they can't even see that they have any choices? A job or a lack of one, family pressures, health issues, depression, war, poverty, isolation, All of these things are certainly a part of the world we live in. I have no answer to this, and who does? But if you are one person hearing this who might feel this way, for whatever reason, I would ask you if there is any one thing you can choose to make this moment better. One thought, one glance out the window, one moment in the sunshine, one full deep breath, one person to reach out to. I understand these are not solutions. I'm not offering solutions here, just some things to think about. And circling back to the idea of how to be during the season when nature, our ancient bodies, and our modern culture might seem to be working against each other at times. Let us choose thoughtfully. Choose beauty, delight, and love. Choose rest. Choose the earth. Choose well. Wishing all of you the magic and joy of December. I'll be back in the new year. Goodbye.